Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hey guys, I am so excited to talk to you today and chat with Mary Ann Otley, founder and leader of Love Triumphs, a global ministry dedicated to connecting women more closely with God so that they can be transformed by God's love. A survivor of childhood sexual abuse, Marianne's life story reveals how childhood abuse stole her innocence, tainted her identity, and how miraculously God restored her value and dignity. Marianne's story is one of abuse, pain, healing, forgiveness, and redemption. Two keys to healing her journey are understanding her true identity and receiving the blessing God intends for us. She brings hope and encouragement to women of all ages. She's a successful author, speaker, and entrepreneur. She resides in Georgia with her husband, and together they have three adult children. We're going on round two here. We have talked so much about teen behavior and identity that we thought we're just going to continue chatting. Okay, today we're talking the power of blessing your children. Ooh, you know, in a digital world where technology is at your fingertips, it's easy to live a performance-based life. Uh, social media reminds us of what we are not. You know, the perfect family, we have having the cleanest house, the most elite schools, jobs, homes. It's really easy to compare ourselves to others as like this measuring stick to success. Well, Marianne, what causes us to lose our identity? I want to know from you, what is the root cause of how it all begins? Oftentimes, we don't know it. And if we don't truly have this relationship with God, where we can feel his love and hear his voice, there's a lot of people out there that have opinions about who we are and what our value is. And so oftentimes, I think um, it's not a sense of lost identity with some kids. It's that they've never really known it. For others, it's it can be a uh, a traumatic event. It could be something where they felt rejected, um, disapproved, um, you know, hurt, wounded. And all of a sudden they start believing lives about who they are, not about what happened to them or maybe what they did. It's really a trick of the enemy to um, separate us from knowing that we're valued and our integrity comes from God. And then we're out on our own where we're starting to go into the world and start looking to people and things to help us find out who we are when it's an inside job between God and us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we just believe who we are, you know, I mean, your identity, that's your foundation to the core. You know, when you grow up, your past, people like, ah, get over your past. It's no big deal. You're here in the present now, but your past is your foundation. That's the, that's the place where you gathered all like the who you are's, you know, that's the, the concrete, that's the brick and mortar, that's the lumber, the nails, how you were formed. And you know, it's like you just grab your backpack like you're headed to school. And I know my kids, they don't even have lockers anymore in high school. And they have like 50 pounds worth of books. You would think in a digital age, they could just like everything would be online. But they still have those big, heavy books they lug around from morning till night. And they're like 50 pounds of. And that's the way we are in life. If you look at 
that luggage, if you can see it spiritually, what are our kids carrying around? What do we believe about ourselves? You know, when you're on Delta and you grab your luggage, it's meant for just like to the car or to the plane, but not to carry it up a hill and, you know, your entire life. So how does the way you believe in yourself, how does that affect the decisions that we make, like the lens from which we view life? I think the the baggage is such a great analogy of, um, and it's it's why the gospel is so important that we value ourselves based on how others treat us or what we've accomplished so often or what's been done in the past. And um, at the cross, God values, and He tells us we're significant. We were a priority to Him in that moment. We were cherished and loved by him enough for him to come and rescue us um, from these lies. And so um, as kids are carrying these um, heavy bag, this heavy, these, this chock full of lies, chock full of expectations from the world, um, it's a great opportunity for us to speak truth into them by blessing their identity. Ooh. That is good. Blessing their identity. You know, when that comes from an authority figure, someone that you look up to, that's your mentor, it is amazing when someone blesses you. (laughs) They just look at you and they just put their arm around you and they're like, you are worthy. That's like years worth of counseling right there. Just to, (laughs) you know, put your hand on somebody and just be a blessing and tell them that you are loved no matter what you do. Absolutely. There's a story about a professor. I think his last name is Dask. He, he came from a very poor family. And he when he was in school, he was made fun of. He didn't have a lot of clothes. He did, didn't have food. And um, one teacher wrote him a note that told him about all of his giftings that she recognized, about the things that she saw him do that nobody saw him do. He kept that note for him with with him. And after college, he graduated, didn't think he could go after high school, he graduated, didn't think about college. But one day, like years later, he opened that note, saw all those those words about his giftings and about things that he did that nobody saw, but she noticed. And he went into a a college and said, I I don't know how to do this, but I want to go to college and and now he's a doctor, you know, but it was that one teacher. Well, we have that opportunity in our homes every day, you know, to have that type of influence on our kids. Wow. Oh, that just, that is so sweet. It breaks my heart. And then it's like, it's such a blessing at the same time um, that it really did change his life. And that person changed so many else's life. I had a child who, when he was younger, he just, he compared himself a lot to others and, and uh, him and his brother were the same height. So everybody would call them twins, you know, and uh, he's like, but I'm not a twin. I'm the older brother. And and it would just frustrate him. And um, he was acting out. And so I gave him a list of affirmations and he was so down on himself, so angry. And I told him to go look in the mirror and I said, I want you to say these affirmations. And he was like, I could wow. hear him in there saying like, you know. I'm a child of God and God loves me no matter what. And I, all these things. And I could hear him kind of going, you know, like mumbling them. And I just kept my head, my ear to the door. And I, I whispered, say it till you believe it. And the more he said it, the louder he got. 
And the next is like, I'm a child of God, you know, and I'm telling you, he came out of there a different person. And I had never, I never had to deal with that situation again. He never felt that again. It changed something in his life. And there is something about the power of prayer and the blessing and affirmation of God and the mentors, right? Amen. That's so powerful, Stephanie. So here you are. We don't want to second guess our influence, right? You had such influence in his life and you gave him that truth on a page and you asked him to speak the truth over his life and the truth won, right? That is so powerful. And that's blessing. That's blessing our children. I think if you're a a mom sitting there today, I think that you don't realize how much power you have. You know, you get up in the morning and you set the tone for the day, your attitude, whether you've prayed or not, whether you're grateful or not, the intention that you set when you get out of bed in the morning, whether you hit the snooze button and you wake up to kids like going, we're late to school, (laughs) or you get up a little bit before them and you like, thank you, Lord, for the day and you pray for wisdom and direction and you pray for the words that you say over your children and how you act towards them. I think if women really knew, it's like, gosh, right now, what could you do that one thing to be a blessing today? To not look at that child and be like, eh, this is how you've been acting and this is how I'm going to treat you because you're acting this way. But okay. to just bring them in and bless them, pray over their lives. You know, it's like, it's really a game changer. I had a question. We look to, you know, affirmation in the wrong places a lot of times, and it feels like it's pouring water into a, a bucket full of holes, you know, looking for someone to fill a void. Like, for instance, if somebody wanted you to make a wedding cake, but you, you only have three ingredients like dirt, water and icing, and they think, well, you can make a great cake out of that. But what are some ingredients that you would say that you would give to a child to give them the confidence they need? I think the most important thing is to know what God's opinion is of our children. So he says that my thoughts towards you are outnumber the grains of sand on a beach. His thoughts are constantly pouring over us. In our society and in our culture, we don't think about those thoughts. They are very foreign to us. We're very performance driven. So what I think some of the things that would first be in agreement with what God is saying about our children, what is his opinion? And on my website, lovetriumphs.com is a chart of opinions that God has about your children. And in it, he's going to say, I celebrate them. I, I love them. I adore them. I cherish them. And as we align our own thoughts with the way he's thinking about them, everything changes. The way we look at them, our eyes start saying, I cherish you. Our our countenance, when they walk in a room, are we telling them, did you take out the garbage? Are we saying, hi, hon, hey, can you take out the garbage? Everything changes when we know God's opinion about us and about each other. All of a sudden, the relationship takes a priority um, and then the behaviors are secondary. They're important but they're not the most important thing. They're not the most important thing. I love that. Yeah, I sat down one of my, I have, I have three teenagers and one young adult that goes to college. And, you know, I love it. We're a very tight-knit family. I have always wanted them to be close. So gossiping inside our family is a no-no. We don't talk about one kid when he's not in the room. You know, we are all wow. like the musketeers. We are for each other. We're going to be loyal. So 
I would never say something to one child that I wouldn't, if that child walked into the room, I couldn't say to him. Right. So I always wanted to have that team spirit and not have that insecurity when you walk in to be like, oh, they're talking about me or I'm a black sheep or anything like that. So I think even steps like that I've seen in other families and I want them to be like, it doesn't come by accident. These kids becoming like confident humans. It's, it's not an accident. You know, I don't accidentally lose weight or or get healthy, you know, or, or have a thriving business, you know, or accidentally find Mary, Mary Ann Otley, you know, to interview. It's like, we have to work at these things. We have to get up every day and be thoughtful and intentional. So (laughs) I, I just love how you, you, what you're doing is you're honoring your children and you're treating them with integrity and you're leading in that. So by some of the guidelines and, you know, the, you know, the parameters that you have in your family, they're, they're really boundaries, they're healthy boundaries that this is how we behave when we respect the person, you know, respect who they are. Um, So that's just an absolutely beautiful way, I I believe, to bless. And, and it's true that the truth is, is that a, a blessing is, is us sharing God's love with each other in our words, our actions, our attitudes, our decisions. And even in in the midst of the crisis, wherever they are in life, they're going to know my mom's not perfect. She loves me. (laughs) I'm cherished and I need to call her because I'm stuck and I don't know what to do. You know, that's the goal is that we've maintained that relationship the way God designed it is that we would be, be there for them to guide them and help them. Um, especially after they've realized I, I'm the apple of her eye and she's the one I got to go to right now, not the friend down the road. (laughs) You know, I love that because you had mentioned earlier that sometimes we often look at our kids as something to fix, you know, rather than a person who has this distinct identity with meaningful purpose, right? Yes. Yes. So, so many times, and I know I was this mom, you know, this all came to me while I was living my story and God brought these beautiful women into my life that helped me understand it. And one time um, my son was misbehaving, one of my sons, and I, I reprimanded him and I told him to go to his room and I was angry. And really I was embarrassed because I wanted to, to, to I wanted to know that he was going to be respectful in front of people and he wasn't. And so the the woman in my book, Elsie, who was a major character, major person in my story, a major character in my book, she said to me, what, what part of the gospel are, are you following right now? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He was disrespectful and I'm punishing him. And she said, and, and, and when does that God do that with you? And I oh, couldn't answer. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't answer her question. You know, it's like, I, 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 we're not supposed to punish them. You know, and she said, do you, do you understand what he's going through right now? Do you know why he behaved that way? And it's like, no, I wanted him to do what I wanted him to do when I wanted him to do it. You know, that's what good Christian children do. Right. <laughs> and it, she turned my life up down, uh, upside down. And she gave me a book by Sylvia Gunter, G-U-N-T-R. She has so many books on blessing our children's identity and I began to see kids in a different way. I'll just, I'll just read a quick blessing from one of her books. Um, I bless you with waking up every morning, knowing that the living God is sustaining, strengthening, and renewing you for the opportunities and problems you have set before your day. Who thinks like that, right? 
God does. Wow. And so this, this book by Sylvia Gunter changed my life. And it became a lifestyle that I was going to be thinking like God and speaking like God. Um, now, I'm not perfect in that in any way, but I have changed my attitude toward myself and toward people. And my relationship with my kids grew stronger. You know, I love that you said that because I had a mom the other day say that my kid was like, why are you hollering at me? Or why are you so angry at what I did? And she's like, well, listen, I holler at myself too. So, you know, you're going to get it because I get it too. And I thought, you know, when we can heal ourselves, when we can pray and ask God to, you know, come in here, whether it's counseling or whatever it is to get to that place when the Lord heals us from that, then we can see other people differently as well. Because oftentimes, however we feel, however angry we are, or however we're talking to our kids or saying, go get in your room right now, we're frustrated with ourselves too. <laughs> so yes. it's not yes. just them. Yes. And I, I, I come to realize too, you know, it's important to apologize to your kids. I know the first time I ever apologized to my kids when they were little, they're like, oh, but your mom... And I thought, but it's important for you to know that I make mistakes as well. I'm not God or, you know, Oz behind the curtain. I'm just me. And I'm doing my best. And I hope you're doing your best. And along the way, we're going to have to ask forgiveness from each other. Right. And, and grace. I know my daughter, she's for years, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, you broke my favorite vase and you get mad at them. And it's like, what were you thinking if you'd have handled it with more care or stayed away from it? But instead, it's like, okay, I know you didn't mean to do it. I know there was no, you know, maliciousness against, you know, this. You didn't want to do it. So the other day, my daughter dropped milk out of the refrigerator. And I mean, it was like a big boom and milk went, hit every wall, you know. And she said, oh, I'm going to give myself grace. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Uh. All these little things that you do, they finally hear you. And it's it was like a slap in the face to me in a good way to be like, hey, the the little things that you are doing, good or bad, they are watching. You know, they are listening. Amen. That is so powerful, Stephanie. And, it, you know, back to the analogy that it's really easy, and especially, I think, nowadays, that we kind of, you know, our kids are something that need to be fixed, you know, like I'm a mechanic and we're going to fix this carburetor and you're going to be good to go. And parenting teenagers is not like that. Like you said, it's a, it's a long game that we're investing in. Um, sometimes the challenges don't go away overnight, uh, but what we're doing is that we're establishing foundational truths that they need for the rest of their lives. And so, you know, teaching them that spilling the milk is, is it happens, you know? And so I'm going to extend my grace and I'm going to clean this sticky thing up. Right. And those kind of things we can still, even if we haven't done them, because I didn't do them. I didn't become a Christian until I was 37. I didn't even know about God until then. And so I, I was learning about God as my kids were learning about God. But what I do know is that once we know the truth and the truth gets inside of us, and the truth is that we are loved unconditionally. Everything's been paid for at the cross. There is no condemnation. And it's like, I don't think that way. So Holy Spirit, <laughs> will you come and help me be like you? God will do it. He will do it. And our kids will be impacted. It just like your daughter was. He will do it. He's the one. We, we are the fruit of a human being is not love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 
that's not the fruit of a human. That's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so as we invite him in and we start thinking like him and talking like him, the fruit of him will be more evident and manifest in our us and our families and in our kids. Wow. And just for the record, I am not perfect. I hope no one believes that in any way. All my friends are like, yeah, we know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like today we were late and I was like, get in the car, go, go, go. You know, and everybody's diving and jumping and we were like jumping railroad tracks and breaking laws to get to carpool <laughs> this morning. And it was mostly like, you know, if you, hey, I got you here. Now you have one minute and 40 seconds <laughs> to get to class. <laughs> it's all on oh, you now. And so, uh, so, you know, life ebbs and flows. But I believe that there is freedom in knowing your identity and purpose, right? When that, when you know who you are in Christ and that your parents or the people around you, those mentors give you that blessing. I mean, boy, you can go so far in life. Amen. Amen. Well, do you have any final thoughts like how people can reach you or our favorite scripture? Or we've got a couple of minutes here. Okay. I think my final thought would be to myself and to everyone listening that we don't live outside of God's opinion, live inside of it. We're on a lifelong journey. Our kids are going through full, full, you know, their lives are full of challenges and that we keep their relationship as a priority. And to reach me, I'm at www.lovetriumphs.com. My book, Love Triumphs, Overcoming the Trauma and the of, of Childhood Sexual Abuse is there. And um, I've just really enjoyed this immensely, Stephanie. I, I thank you for the opportunity to be here. I have loved this. Like I could just talk to you forever. I have cried and I've laughed and I'm over here taking notes and I hope other moms are doing the same. Will you give us a couple of, will you read a couple of the I am in your charts? Yes. Yes. So I am loved. I am chosen. I'm valued. I'm cherished. I'm accepted. I'm highly regarded and distinctly crafted, uniquely made, significant, I have a calling. I'm a priority. I'm never without hope. I'm never alone. That's that's one column. Okay, I've got a quick question for you. Let's say that your your kids got a best friend and they don't feel loved. Mm-hmm. They are acting out, they're angry or you can you know that you know that you know that something is wrong and it doesn't mean that your your kids allow them to act that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can, people can ask for forgiveness or not. You, that doesn't mean that you're going to still let them act that way. But I guess my question would be is how would you handle something like that? If your kid had a kid that was like acting out, would you set them down? Like what, what would you do to. Well, that of, could be like a whole nother show, but would it be something, what I would do is I would ask them how they're feeling because behind the emotions is the truth. The emotions is just a, the, you know, is, is, is what's surfacing. And so if somebody's asking you and say, Hey, what are you feeling right now? I'm fine. I'm going to, but seriously, you, you don't, you're not behaving like you're fine. So what's going on. And that way that you're, you're leaving it open. And like, I, I've just, I've just been having some challenges and then repeat what they said. So you're having challenges. Well, what kind of challenges are you having? Always use their words, never paraphrase, always use their words. Well, you know, this happened. So this happened. And as you are, you know, you're just patiently trying to understand, again, genuinely interested, asking questions, no judgment, no criticism until you get to the bottom of it, if they're comfortable talking about it at that moment. 
might you might have just opened things up a little bit and then the next time it's a little easier but you honored him or her you respected them and you were genuinely interested in how they were doing Wow, this is so much fun. You are such a ray of sunshine, Marianne. It is just a pleasure to be able to chat with you. And I've taken so many notes and I'm going to go home and I'm going to pray a blessing over my kids today. And I hope (laughs) lots of other moms are taking notes and doing the same thing. So thank you so much, Marianne. I've just really enjoyed this immensely, Stephanie. I thank you for the opportunity to be here. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at four or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.